Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 20. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. We're very, I'm very excited to be uh, hanging out with you today and to welcome a very special <laughs> guest, Anna, today. Oh, thank uh, you. She is always hosting the blogging podcast. So I know how it is to be a guest on a podcast and it feels fun. So I hope you have fun, Anna. Oh, it's fun. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> thank you for having me. Great. Well, I am excited to discuss this with you because if there were a way to quantify some of the most discussed topics, in the masterminds in Project 24 and in the community and the threads, this has got to be in the top five, I would say, for YouTube. That is drafting. Okay. We have had I've, so many good questions about drafting, and so much so that it, we decided to dedicate an entire episode to this concept to clarify and also add things that are not currently in the YouTube system, which is partially why um, we're going to attach this to the video about drafting in the YouTube system um, when this is published. So excited to share this with you. So some really cool stuff here. Okay, so what sparked this? There's a thread in the Project 24 community about uh, is drafting a single channel the right move for, for your audience or for your channel? And as part of that, we brought up some really good points. And first of all, you did some really good um, homework in that thread. Really good um, sharing all the details, all the data. That's, that was really awesome. So that was good. Now, um, first, I wanted to address the, the probably one of the most oft-repeated questions is what size of channel should I be drafting? Okay. And it's, it's funny because... It's nice to have a point of reference, like, okay, where is the number size that I should be drafting? And in general, I stick with what is currently in the YouTube system, okay? Whatever is currently in the description, if you're listening to this while you're watching through it after the fact, or if you're listening to this when it's just published, I stick with that right now. However, I've realized there's some more gray area or potential um, new ways to look at this that might prove insightful here. So the first thing is, with drafting in general, um, it's better to do channels that are closer to your size. And when you're, you have a very small channel to be starting off, you know, at, at that rule that we have in the text here. Um, now marketing and the, the one big exception that I'm pulling into this right now is that the marketing and the ideas can be taken from almost any size of channel. So what I mean by that is the idea for the video uh, if, if it's a million subscriber channel, you only have 10,000 subscribers. Normally I'd say, ah, maybe don't do that. But if the idea for the video is, or, and the marketing of it, meaning the title and the thumbnail, you can definitely draft that kind of stuff. That is if it's doable for you yes. <laughs> in that moment. Uh -huh. So why, why don't you speak to that point, Anna? Yes. So, you know, we have a, an example written down here. It's like, say you are giving away money or you, you've watched a video that's really successful and that creator has given away whatever, $10,000 uh -huh. to a homeless person. And of course, it's super successful and popular and people are watching it, but realistically, are you in a place in your business where you can give away $10,000 to a homeless person so you can make a video around it? Mm -hmm. Probably not a good idea at mm -hmm. this point. So that's where you kind of have to decipher and, and take it with a grain of salt and, you know, just hold back on that for the time being. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that you, that you brought that up because it is, you need to factor in the cost, 
Like what is, especially early on, you don't necessarily have a proven concept for a channel. So you don't know the value of a video yet. And so going and spending $10,000 on a video just because this massive channel did it probably will not work because of that. But also because you may not even have the audience to make that video actually succeed. And you can hope that it will go viral, but you don't know. Yeah. You don't have the proof of concept with your own channel, which is huge. Yes. <laughs> so when so when, when I say the idea of the video, like is it a good, interesting idea? And uh, the marketing, the title, thumbnail, that type of stuff, you can definitely take clues from larger channels. However, how I would validate this aspect of drafting is I would ask yourself these questions. Why are people watching that video? Uh, if I'm looking, let's say I have a thousand subscriber channel and I see a channel that's a million subscribers, and I, I see a video, for example, and I say, okay, well, why, why are people watching that video? And is it an idea that would be interesting if you didn't already know the channel or if you saw it in a smaller or s small channel? Mm -hmm. Is that an idea for a video or a title for a video that would be interesting regardless of channel size or yeah. regardless of familiarity? If that is the case, then yes. I would say you can draft that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you base the interest off of just purely like the the thumbnail, the title, the video idea, it didn't matter who the creator was or how many subscribers or anything like that that they had. It's just purely would your audience be interested in that particular video? Mm -hmm. Yep. Next thing, next point on this, as far as the size of channels you can draft is I, I'm coined a new term here. I'm calling it lateral drafting. And this is where you can start taking clues from channels that are more about your same size or in a similar ballpark from your channel. This becomes more and more relevant the larger your channel gets. But I would start, I could say it can start happening uh, at around, I would say about 20,000 subscribers. If your channel's at about that point, you start seeing other channels that are similar size, 20,000, 30,000. Uh, you're, you're not going to stop the vertical, you know, drafting of larger channels. You're not going to stop that. But what you're, you can start looking at similar channels and saying, okay, what are they doing right now? Especially, and if, if I could give you one point from this episode, uh, a big memorable point, it would be this. Your best indicator of a good channel to draft is growth over time. The best thing. Number one, for example, if even if I had, let's say I have a um, thousand subscribers on my channel and I see another channel that's 5,000 subscribers and I think, ah, that one's not that, that big, but maybe I'll note it down. But if I come back to that channel in about, a, let's say a month and they're at 8,000 subscribers, you can bet I want to take notes on that because they just had massive growth. Now that's kind of a more extreme example, but this applies all along the way. If you're laterally drafting, if you see a channel that, when you first saw them, it was 50,000 subscribers. And then the very next month, they're at 70,000. You better be taking notes of what they're doing. Yeah. Even though they're not a million subscriber channel, something they're doing is working really, really well. Yeah, they will absolutely get there. It just takes a little bit of time. Yes. So uh, the, the tough thing there is you don't always have that data. You just have yeah. a snapshot. So like if I were looking at a piece of content, I see... You know, this one video got 100,000 views or this one channel's at 50,000 subscribers. But what you may not be seeing is that they gained 20,000 of those in the last month. Like you, if that's the first time you're seeing the channel, you don't know that. Yeah. But um, that's, that's where I come back to the industry audit concept mm -hmm. of just being aware yeah. and especially taking note yeah. over time. 
You want to see that consistency. And then there are other things like you don't know if they're doing any sort of paid ads that can give them a boost as far as subscribers and stuff. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to tell if you kind of dive into it, but you do want to take it with a grain of salt. Yes, absolutely. I I would say that. And that is actually where I had a question come up uh, yesterday in a mastermind I was doing about vidIQ. Uh, specifically about their competitor. Uh, so the vidIQ extension, their competitor tracking, that is actually one where I do find use um, with the, you can, especially in the paid version, you can select a bunch of competitors. I think of the free one, it's three or six, something like that. And that allows you to see growth over time, uh, like views and subscriber growth and what pieces of content are performing well for your competitors. I have found that to be very helpful. Um, so if you're at the point where you're looking to do more lateral drafting, definitely look into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, next point. There's a difference between taking clues from adjacent audiences and drafting the same audience. Uh, so it, taking clues from adjacent audiences, I categorize that more into the realms of industry audit where I'm getting to know my industry, um, everything. I, I don't care if it's, they have the same audience, at, at least some overlap, right? I want to know. <laughs> it's the same industry, but the reasons they're watching may be different than what I have in mind. Um, but you only benefit from knowing your industry on YouTube. So the more you know about it, the better. But back to that point of like, okay, so taking clues from that, but you can take clues from adjacent audiences and other channels in your industry Um, but that is different than drafting. Um, So the point here I'm I'm seeing is when you draft a channel, you're essentially saying, I'm going to match my channel to their audience. You're, you're, it's, it's elevating it to, okay, so I'm aware of all these channels. I may have a, there's a hundred channels. Let's say there's a hundred channels in my industry on YouTube and, but there's only five that are my same approach, my same archetype, the same audience, like, as good of a match as I can find, those are the ones uh, that I am drafting. And that is different than just ones that I'm aware of or that I've Mm -hmm. noted down in an industry audit. So that's the one point. Um, And it follows that like to match, if you select channels that you're drafting, it follows that you'll need to do a lot of things similarly to them Mm -hmm. to attract the same audience. So that is where drafting is different from an industry audit. Mm -hmm. Now... To this point of adjacent audiences or, you know, taking clues from adjacent audiences. Uh, this is where you run it through what I call the idea translator. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you take adjacent audiences, you take their ideas and you translate them mm-hmm. to fit your audience. And in a way, this is drafting. It's a bit more of the taking clues uh, in your industry audit. But um, we did have a few examples here. I don't know if you wanted to share some thoughts on that. Sure. Yeah. So I know like in the masterminds you've done and masterminds that I've done as well, a lot of times people, you know, they're going through this drafting experience and they say, I'm just not really finding channels to draft that are exactly what I want to do, the approach I want to take. Like, Mm -hmm. what do I do? There's this channel over here that's kind of similar or, you know, like I like their approach, but they're not doing exactly what I'm doing. So So what do I do? So um, a lot of times that's where we can, this can come into play. So an example we have is um, a channel called Cat and Dog. And we love you, Cat, by the way. (laughs) Uh, She attends our masterminds a lot, but she asks a lot of questions, which is great. Um, She has a channel about German Shepherds Mm -hmm. and she's doing this drafting process. And um, 
don't think she's finding a whole lot in the way of exactly what she's doing or what she wants to do. Um, and that's where we look at other types of channels that are similar, not exactly the same, but you take the, the clues from the videos that are working for them. So an example of this would be like a different type of dog. You know, this is pretty obvious. So she's got a German Shepherd channel. Maybe she takes clues from a channel about um, labs mm -hmm. or, you know, other types of medium-sized dogs. It doesn't even have to be medium-sized. But, um, you know, people who are watching those types of channels are obviously animal lovers, most mm -hmm. likely, right? Yes, they may sure. be into training because German Shepherds are very trainable dogs. Um, that's what they're kind of known for. So if you look at another breed like a, a lab or even like a, a border collie or something like that, there's going to be some similarities there as far as the behaviors of the audience that are watching those channels. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and also to take it a step even broader, uh, it, let's say and it's, it's funny to use the dog example, the pet example, because it's probably a more obvious example, but I, I, you can take that and apply it to your own channel, whatever you're working on. But let's say there was a type of video that worked for cats. You know, it's a very different audience in most cases. I, I mean, there's the general pet lovers, but, you know, there's the rivalry between cats and dogs, right? <laughs> but, and there's very different uh, personalities of cats and dogs in general, but there are, you can still take clues. Like if there are videos, uh, channels all about cats, and there are certain videos that do really well, you can bet you can take some clues from what's working there, even though it's probably a pretty different audience. I mean, there's some similarities. We get that. But there's still stuff that you can pull out of that. Mm -hmm. And so we realize this is a more obvious example, but it, using it is a good way to demonstrate what I think the concept you're getting here. Um, and also, I would say another layer there is, let's say, it's a channel's all about training certain breeds of dogs. If you can't find any channels about the breed that you are working on, but you see videos, look at the videos and the approach to the video that they're taking. Uh, how do they structure the video? Yes. What's the intro like? How do they demonstrate their points? Is it mostly talking head? Is it demonstrate? Is it talking head while they're showing footage of them demonstrating the training technique? Mm -hmm. You can take those elements and translate it to your own, even if there aren't other channels for your exact audience or for your exact breed of dog that you're talking about. Yeah, that's a really good point. Is it like more instructional, informational, or is it more kind of humorous? Are you showing the personality of your dog? Are you letting people know, or do you want people to get to know your dog and their personality and their little quirks? So yes, the type of video is really good to look at as well. Very much so, yeah. And that's why very intentionally we have the archetypes lesson in the YouTube system before the drafting lesson because it plays through. The whole intention of the audience plays through everything you do. And it's not enough just to have, uh, say you're doing your industry audit and you find, uh, let's, let's use the dog example again, um, you find a lot of channels, there's some that are just showing their dogs and it's just, there's no commentary, no owner in sight, just the dog. There's another channel that's about training dogs. There's another channel that's about uh, the history of dogs. But all about dogs, but very different audiences. And that's why knowing your archetype is so important and it's so vital in deciding what you're going to draft because mm -hmm. it does not make sense to try, if you're doing like an entertainment style, you know, little skits with your dogs, for example, and you're trying to draft a channel that's the history of dogs. <laughs> it, it doesn't really make sense. And I use that as an ex obvious example, but it happens more often than you would think. 
And topic alone isn't enough to yes. determine drafting. Right. You need topic and audience intentions and archetype. Okay. That was really good. I'm glad you <laughs> said that. That was really good, Anna. All right. There's another thread here in the Project 24 community. It's funny because as of recording this, it was posted like five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we were planning this. We were sitting down to record this episode and we're like, oh, that's good. We should include it's that also. It's a hot topic right now for yeah, sure. Uh, and it was, uh, the thread was called the biggest drafting hack or associating your channel under the umbrella. Um, and so it's great you brought this up. The point was brought up about um, in the original drafting video that you can, uh, an example is given about making a video about another big channel who you want YouTube to associate your, associate your channel with. So I think I got the, uh, oh no, I got the, the title is the biggest drafting hack, associating your channel under the umbrella you need. That's mm -hmm. the title of this thread. Okay. But the point was brought up about how one way of drafting is to make a video about a channel you want YouTube to associate your audience with. This is absolutely drafting. It's also interesting because I categorize this as a next level up in drafting because there's starting foundational drafting and that's where we just understand the channel as a whole. Like how do they present ideas? You know, what ideas? How do they market? What language do they use? All of that. Next level up and the, uh, this of making a video about another channel, I start to categorize that as collaboration mm -hmm. and strengthening audience association. Now, there's different levels of collaboration, and this is further on in the YouTube system, as well as will be updated in the future. Um, but the starting level of collaboration is fundamentally drafting. It's making content directly, even by name, about other channels. And there is an association factor there, but it's not always drafting. Um, because that piece of content could be for a very different audience. Yeah. Then what you're doing, let's say you're doing commentary on something. And if it's, let's say it's not a discussion piece of content, it's um, somebody, let's say I were to do a video about uh, someone's technique on taking photographs. Now the audience of that channel might be all about taking photographs, mm -hmm. but mine might be about YouTube. Mm -hmm. It might be about how they present the video. And you can draw some association there, but I hope you're seeing this point here. It's not necessarily the same audience. Right. Because the a photography audience may have zero interest. The audience that that creator has made may have zero interest about building a YouTube channel. Right. Let's use that as an example. Yeah. So keep that in mind as you are doing that type of video. And like I said, this we're going to keep addressing this type of content in the future. But if you do make videos about other channels, um, it's usually a little bit further progressed after you've gotten a good foundation of drafting in place, then you can start making those content and you can start targeting those videos at associating audiences, mm -hmm. at strengthening that association. So yeah, that was that point there. Anything to add? Anything <laughs> no, to no, add to I, that? yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. It's very <laughs> intentional about what you're doing there with, with those kind of videos. Um, I have an example of like a video or a channel that I like to watch. Um, this channel is about a, a, a bodybuilder basically who now gives advice on um, building muscle, you know, losing weight if that's, you know, depending on the person's goals, how to eat if you want to do that, a little bit about training and stuff. Well, there was this other YouTube creator who is a uh, nutritionist or a dietitian. I think she's a dietitian anyway, and basically made a video about 
this guy's this guy's advice. So in a nutshell, the people who are watching her channel are not really the same audience that is watching his channel. It's very different audiences. Yeah. Could be a little bit of an overlap there, but their styles and their approaches are very, very different. Um, but of course they watched most likely a lot of them watched the video about her, you know, doing this commentary about this other creator. Um, but then he went back and made a video about her reaction to his video and, <laughs> and so forth and so forth. So it actually ended up being a really good thing for them. And they ended up doing a collaboration That's awesome. later on, even though they disagreed on uh -huh. a lot of stuff and it was never intentional for them to do a collaboration in the future. Uh -huh. It just blew up so much with both their audiences that that's what ended up happening. Uh -huh. So you never know. No, I like that. It's a little bit like the, I don't know if anybody uh, listening to this watches Marvel, but the Marvel cinematic universe, when they start having heroes appear in other heroes movies, mm -hmm. audiences love that. Yeah. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah. You can do that. I, I love that. That was example. a little bit of a tangent for you, but uh, <laughs> hey, it can end up as a really good thing. Yes. In the future. I did want to say one more thing here. We sort of put this in the notes, Anna, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because I feel like it needs to be said in this podcast here. There's a possibility um, if you're trying to find channels to draft and you just cannot find anything. First of all, I say it's possible you just haven't dug deep enough. Okay, that's great. But there's also a possibility that your channel idea is not a good one. <laughs> 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 now, by my definition, it's not that you don't have like great ideas or great art or anything like that. It's not that. It's that there may not already be an audience for it or a close association or possibility to do that. So by that count, your definition of a bad channel idea would be you would have to make the audience. Mm -hmm. It's very different. You're going to be fighting an uphill battle with that. Mm -hmm. And so... With drafting the whole idea, and I think you get this by now, listening to this episode and watching the lessons in uh, the system, making an audience costs a lot more than matching an audience. Mm -hmm. And so if you're setting out and you just see nothing is even remotely close, there's a strong possibility you're going to be struggling for a long time. Unless you have, especially on YouTube, if you're trying to do it the, the organic way, unless you have a lot of marketing dollars, like a company when they're introducing a brand new revolutionary you know, product or something, mm -hmm. they can put a lot of dollars into introducing a new idea to people. Mm -hmm. But on YouTube, if you're doing it the, the what's the, the scrappy way, yep. then you're going to really struggle. And it's not, it's not just because people don't even know that they want it. That's like the biggest reason people don't even know mm -hmm. that they want your content. Yes. But it's also because from algorithm standpoint, if YouTube cannot classify your content and match it with an audience yeah. because it's so different, the algorithm, your biggest ally, if you do it right on YouTube, will not be on your side because it can't do anything. It's like, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Who do I show this to? Right. It just reminded me of that show, uh, Shark Tank. I've actually been watching that quite a bit lately. Oh, yeah? uh, you know, where uh, entrepreneurs come and bring their inventions that they're working on, but uh -huh. they're they're working from the bottom up. You know, they're in the trenches. And, and there's not even... The people, like you said, don't even know they need or want that product yet. But it takes an investor, a shark, right, to go in with them to be able to help them with that big marketing. Um, and that's what really gets them over the top. But without that, it's going to be a really, really hard uphill battle. Yes, <laughs> I agree. And, and even, and, and to add even to that is if it's something that 
uh, even if it's the best darned idea in the world, like, oh, that's <laughs> such a good idea. Yeah. You still need distribution yeah. and you still need to get it in front of people and stuff. And so all of those principles apply, albeit in a slightly different way on yeah. YouTube because we're talking about content right. here, right? But uh, so there's that possibility. Now, I'll never fear that we're not going to leave you high and dry. That is uh, something that is we've been strongly considering um, adding to the YouTube system about the process, the actual questions I would ask, the research I would go through to validate if it's a good idea, and with a reasonable amount of certainty, how much space there is for that idea on YouTube. What's the, what's the cap? What's the audience size? What can you expect when you create an idea? It's going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that's something we've got uh, potentially in the works here. Is there anything else you had? add on that i don't think so i don't think i need to add any more tangents today (laughs) (laughs) that's what happened when you are a guest you have to you get to have a little more you get to have the tangents (laughs) see i i have to uh be the one keeping us on track right that's it now now you need to invite me to be a guest on the i will i will (laughs) (laughs) well great thank you everybody for listening hoping that was super helpful for you um, like I said, this is going to be constantly updated, always in the works. Stay active in the Project 24 community. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.